Fellas, 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 what's up? Hey, listen, if you've been following me on social media, follow me on Instagram at 4FitFatherhood, the number 4FitFatherhood, you've probably noticed an explosion in the number of followers, the number of people that are now following me right along with you. And uh, that was because of a post that I, that I put up recently of, uh, of Bedros Koulian, uh, and it was him being interviewed on the podcast. And uh, I am lucky enough today to have the gentleman whose podcast he was on, uh, Leighton Cook, uh, is, 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 I mean, the guy is doing great things for such a young guy, man. He's only 27. Um, but he's got a, a mentorship program for young men. Um, he's obviously got a podcast that's really successful. Um, he, he's got some great mentors and so he's on the right track. He also has two daughters, right? And so that qualifies him to be on the podcast because, uh, as a young father, I know some of you guys can relate to some of the things that he's going through, building a business, uh, raising children, uh, being the sole provider in his household. And uh, I'm super excited for you guys to get the chance to talk to him. Uh, looking forward to uh, sharing it with you guys. So make sure you guys are, uh, you know, like, share, subscribe, uh, follow the podcast on Instagram. And then you can always head to www.forfitfatherhood.com uh, to check out the other episodes. All right, man, here we go. You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. We're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, uh, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance and fitness. Uh, and I got another dope guest with me, man. I'm actually really excited to have his brother. I don't think he knows this, but um, I, if you've been following me on social media, I posted a, a clip of, of Bedros Koulian of like uh, probably a month or two ago. Right at this point, it's got three point three million views. And uh, it kind of turned my 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 Instagram on fire, um, and so it was actually a clip from his podcast. Uh, so I, I'm excited to to actually get to talk to you and, and the stuff that you've been talking about. Your pod, your podcast is right up my alley. So I really want to get get in touch with you and see what you got going on. And that guest is Layton Cook. Appreciate How you doing, good, brother? Man, I'm good. Dude, that's crazy. I I didn't know that about you posting the clip. I mean, obviously after I saw your page, I realized. But um, man, that's crazy because. I'm actually glad that this happened. That clip has been taken and, and, and posted all over the place. And at first it was kind of like, man, why didn't I watermark it? Whatever. But then opportunities like this come up where it doesn't matter if, if it's watermarked or not. Eventually I'll be found and relationships like this will be developed and I'll get to you know speak with you and your audience. And I'm just excited to be here, man. So thank you. Yeah. What's funny is I saw the whole episode and then that part of it was like, ooh, that's good. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I saw it on and after I posted it, I've seen it several times on other people's posts and I've seen it on TikTok and I'm like, oh man, this thing is on fire. <laughs> but I actually, I actually saw the whole thing and I was like, oh man, that's, that's a really, that, like, that's, that's an important thing because the whole alpha male thing is like, it's all over the place. Right. And so, uh, I was like, man, that's something that, that I think a lot of people need to hear. Um, and so I clipped it up and posted and I should have, I should have, <clears throat> probably put your your at on there um 
but man, I didn't expect it to be like sure. it was. You know For what sure. I mean? I was like, at the yeah. time, at the time, bro, I think I might have had six hundred followers or something like no that. Way. Like it wasn't a lot. At this point, it's like sixteen, sixteen five or something crazy. That's so dope. Um, That's so, dope. <laughs> so yeah, so it really exploded, and and it really, the cool thing about it is it, it opened up a lot of conversation, right? Like the comment section isn't it, a comment section is a crazy place in For general, sure. right? But but the different different types of people, men and women, that both came out and 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 have allowed for conversation about fatherhood, about manhood, um, that probably wasn't going to be had any other time, right. right? And like looking at people have twenty seven messages back and forth to each other about the top, you know what I'm saying? Be. Like, and then I get to jump in every once in a while and be like, well, this is what I think, right. you know? It's so dope, man. So I appreciate you for that for sure. Uh, and I'm excited to talk to you, man. What, uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for though? sure, man. So, Before I mean, I, I guess I can, you know, give a, a brief introduction on kind of who I am, what I do. So I guess start with age. I just turned 27 a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm a so younger father. I have uh, two daughters. One is about to turn three next month, three years old. And then another, uh, her younger sister is six months old. And um, so, you know, they're just the, the little ones, really little ones, man. I'm just in the thick of things right now, man. No sleep, got the eye bags probably, but I love it, man. It's, it's all you find, you find the joy in it. Um, married, been married for uh, five, going on six years. And, um, and it's just, it's just been awesome, man. So family man is what I'm trying to, to, to explain to you guys right now. Family man, uh, family is, you know, the utmost importance to me. And I um, uh, grew up skateboarding, been skating for 15 years. I think that's important to add in there just because that's been a, a huge part of me and kind of how I even got into the space of media in the first place. I grew up being sponsored and being interviewed by different people and, and things like that. And so that's kind of how I, I was always recording. I was always in front of the camera, whether that was performing or speaking or whatever it was. Um, and so that's, I think, important to add as far as what I do and, and kind of how I've, I've stumbled upon this. And as far as the specific type of content that I create, which is helping young men become better men, better leaders, um, transition into manhood, transition into fatherhood. Maybe they're having their first son or daughter. I started making that content because um, I didn't grow up with my dad. And, and it was something that obviously was really hard, but it was something that I didn't realize until a couple months ago when I had one of those episodes that you're talking about that was clipped, um, that I make that content to help other people, but it also heals me at the same time. And so that's, that's essentially what I do, content creation, um, social media management and um, and coaching for for young men. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I always say for me too, like this podcast is obviously to share because I don't feel like there's enough male to male, father to father sharing of information uh, about fatherhood and about the journey. But then also too, like selfishly, I get to talk to dudes about their th their struggle yeah. or, or or not their struggle, their successes. Right. And I get to like, you know, some guys that are older than me, maybe a little further along in fatherhood, I can pick their brain a little bit on stuff that they've done or dealt with. Um, because if my commitment to fatherhood is what I say it is, and I need to be exploring all avenues, I can't just be taking this thing on my right. own. And I think that's what a lot of guys do, man, is we, we shoulder the, the brunt of everything on our own. Uh, we don't have a community of other dudes. We, we usually, you know, we hide that stuff because we want to we don't want to seem weak. Right. We don't ask questions like it's just like directions when, yeah. when I was younger. Nobody asked for directions. Right. But now everybody's got ways. They got, you know, Google Maps or something like that. Like everybody's asked for directions. And fatherhood is the same way, man. It's a journey and you need some direction mm -hmm. sometimes. 
Um, so it's, it's been a real, real passion project for me. And I'm again, man, excited to hear that you're working with the young guys, because I think that's a really important part. Um, well, how, what, like you, <clears throat> when you say you work with, with like the transition from, from kind of boy to man, like what, what is the, what is that? What does that look yeah, like? It's more so. I just think that, um, it's made the most sense for me being the age that I am. It, it, it was, it would be kind of, it wouldn't be weird. That would be an honor to be able to teach people a lot older than me, but it would be, it would be, it, I, there's not many men that are a lot older than me that say they're in their forties or fifties. They're not going to usually take advice from someone younger than them. That might be a pride thing or, you know, just kind of the, not the thing to do. Um, and so I understood mm-hmm. that. So I said, let me lean into my crowd closer to my age and, and I'm going through, you know, that, or I have gone through that t- transition of, you know, being just a boyfriend now to a husband. Then I've gone through that transition of being, you know, not a father and then getting thrown in the, in the, in the, in the fatherhood. And that's just kind of how it works for everybody. So it was like, okay, cool. Let's talk to that generation. The people that are kind of in that age, 18 to 24, they're kind of figuring things out. They're adults now. What does that mean? You know, what does it mean to be, mm. to, to be a real man? Like there's all these different, you know, definitions that are thrown around. And so you can't really, it's hard to just uh, put it just in, in, a, in a quick definition. It's kind of different for everybody, but there are some key qualities that I believe a traditionally masculine man, a good leader um, has. And so, you know, I, I, I wanted to uh, take a crack out of it and, and, and start teaching people, man. And, and it really stemmed from, like I said before, trying to heal myself and learn myself. I read all these different books. I watched all these different podcasts. Still to this day, I love watching podcasts. It's my favorite thing to do. Like, I don't watch TV much, but I love listening to podcasts <laughs> yeah, and while I'm driving, working out, whatever it is. And, and that's like really what like my brain, my brain food. So um, I, I uh, kind of just put myself in that world of how do I learn you know, the quickest? And now it's like, okay, cool. Now it's time to pay it forward and teach the, the next, next generation, the next group of people. Yeah, man. And I think it's super important, too, because I don't think there's really ever a point in our lives where we have somebody to guide us through the transitions, like even from the start. Right. When we're when we're just a kid and then we become an adolescent, nobody really you know, nobody's really there to teach you how to be. You know what I mean? Where you go from being a middle schooler to being a high schooler, it's just like, yo, you got classes, go to school. You know what I mean? You don't learn. Nobody really teaches you how to deal with the emotions that come with being a ninth grader. Yeah. Right. And then. You go from being a teenager, you turn 18, everybody says you're an adult. Now you're, you know what I mean? Now all of a sudden you got to start living by these other rules and these other standards. Nobody really tells you how to do it, right? And then to take it even further, you're a man now. Let's say you get a lady, you got a kid. Now all of a sudden you're a father. Or maybe you get married. All of a sudden you're a husband. Like nobody, nobody. I've been to several weddings over the last few months. I've got younger cousins and they're all getting married now. And aside from me pulling them to the side now, because I'm involved in this, I don't, I don't remember anybody standing up and like telling them what being a husband was going to be like, you know what I mean? You get people that stand up and do the toast and they're like, oh, it's going to be ups and downs and you got to stick with her no matter what. You can't sleep on my couch, like all these things. Right. But nobody really talks to them about like what it is to be a man to a wife, you know, what it is to be a husband to a wife, like you don't really have those conversations and everybody's just kind of figuring it out on their own or, you know, hoping for the best. So having somebody like yourself to kind of guide them, I mean, that's, a, that's invaluable. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. And that's what it's all about. And I, okay. So I don't know how controversial you want to get, we'll see if this ends up getting, it makes the final cut, but I also hear, I just got to say this, and you said this right now, it came to my mind. 
when, you know, you're at a wedding and, you know, you hear people give the toast and they give you little advice or whatever advice they give you. I hear a lot of times they, they give advice just in favor of the wife, which is great. Take care of your mm -hmm. wife, love your wife, you know, protect her, all those things. But we don't really get advice. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I hear all the time, just remember, man, you know, wife's always right. Happy, happy, you know, happy wife, happy life, all this stuff. Not a bad thing. Take care of her. Make sure she's happy, but you should also be happy as well. And I, I just thought this was important to add because I think a lot of young men go into that thinking that they just always have to, they kind of just put themselves in the back burner. It's always going to be about your wife, um, which is the mentality mm -hmm. you should have. But then she should also have the mentality of it should, it's, it's about my husband. I'm taking care of him, whatever it is. But I just thought it was important to add because I think a lot of times we lean towards it's just happy wife, happy life. And then the man never really learns anything because he's just bending over backwards and trying to make her happy. But in reality, that doesn't make her happy because she doesn't want somebody who's weak. And so, again, I go back to teaching about masculinity being a right, the, the, the strong man, a leader, making the decision. You know, uh, uh, it's, it's I guess it works in, differently in every household, but it definitely mm -hmm. I think there needs to be a lot more stepping up and standing up and, and actually being the leader and not just, you know, your wife is 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 telling you what to do and, and kind of that kind of thing. So that went on a quick tangent, but it's just that was what came to mind when you said that right now about going to weddings. And I just went to a wedding a couple weeks yeah. ago, and that was one of the things that they said. I said, great, that's awesome. But also, I, you know, the wife has to have that mentality as well. You guys are taking care of each other. Yeah, 100 percent, man, 100 percent. I think I think there's uh, there has been this this push towards that. Right. Like happy wife, happy life has been around forever right but i'm starting to hear guys say happy happy spouse happy house right and we're starting to kind of wake up a little bit and realize like that that's not you being authentically you mm -hmm. right that's not you being the man all of the man that you could be if you're just living to please her so to speak um i think you definitely like you say you protect you protect you provide you're still working towards making sure that she's happy but it's not at the expense of your own happiness completely, right? There's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be investments, but, uh, but I don't think that's the man that you really want to be when you kind of like give up all of yourself to, to be, uh, this woman's partner. And I say the same thing to women too. It's the same thing. Like, I don't think you give up your, like you're, you're, you're getting married and two people are becoming one, not like one and a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like those two people are still those two people. They're just those two people together. Um, and I think that gets missed a lot because of the advice, mm -hmm. right? People are telling you like, Hey man, make, make sure she's happy. Or yeah. <laughs> but not only that, she doesn't want but that it, either. It's not just that we don't want it. We'll lose ourselves. They don't want it either. Cause the second, cause right. you become the person that she, somebody that she didn't date. Like I didn't date this person. You became someone else. Like, no, I wanted to date you and marry you because you were this, this and that. And so it's like, if you were working out before you got with her, why are you stopping working out now? If you started, if you, when you were dating and you're courting her and you're buying her flowers and doing nice things, why did you stop when you got married? Like it, it's just crazy. It's like, no, you don't change what you do. Like just enhance it. You know, you can, you can, you can make those things better and improve and, you know, add on to that, but definitely don't go backwards and, and start, you know, letting herself go and, and just focusing on her and following her around. Like, what do you want to do? Like, it's like, no, man, be the man that whatever, whatever attracted her to you in the first place, just continue doing that. That's what I believe. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's just really what it's all about. 
I agree. I agree. I agree. You mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know if you said four tenets or four pillars or four four something, four core values of, of masculinity or of manhood. What what are what are those? Because that that that's important. It's gonna. So it's it's. I, I alluded to it because it's the four Fs. The stuff that you already talked about in your podcast. Like it's the same. It's the same thing. It's so important. You know, like talking about faith, family. You know, fitness, finance. Like the 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 F bombs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so important to take care of yourself in all those areas. You obviously want to get your finance in order because, you know, it takes money to eat. Uh, very simple. And then fitness. You don't want to be a dude that's out of shape and just kind of, you know, this gelatinous body that she doesn't find attractive or that you don't <laughs> find attractive when you look in the mirror. So take care of that. Um, you know, uh, what else? Actually, I want to add fun in there, too, because I think that's another big thing, too, that, uh, as many as, you know, I guess advantages that moms have over fathers, like maybe they're more naturally nurturing, they're more patient, whatever it is. I believe that men, the dads are the more fun parent, if I'm just being honest, like we're the ones who want to <laughs> wrestle, we want to go outside. And then, you know, I saw a video yesterday on TikTok. It was, it was a video of a mom, uh, pushing her, her, uh, son on this little push cart, this little car. And he's probably like three years old. So I get it. You don't want to go crazy. But she was going super slow, really cautious, like, oh, don't get hurt, whatever. And then the next clip is dad, like, whipping around the corners, popping wheelies <laughs> like he's lifting him up. So we're just fun, man. So don't forget to have yeah. fun. You know, like, when you become a dad, when you become a husband, don't stop being funny and having – just, like, that's just how we naturally are, you know. Um, and if you're not, then, okay, then you're not naturally that way. But for the most part, I feel in general – the the fathers are the ones that are the more fun when it comes to like you know getting down and dirty playing around and throwing them around wrestling jumping on the trampoline whatever it is so um yeah anyways off on a tangent again but the f-bombs for f-bombs when it comes to that is the same you know it sounds like pillars that you talk about as well yeah 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 man i think those are those are all grounding grounding principles like you know you're you're the way that you are going to parent your child or the way that you're going to show up for your child is always going to kind of come back to those four things no matter what happens right and they, they're going to be different priorities at different times but i think you kind of always come back to them yeah. right because it, it, like your faith no matter where you are in life you have or what you believe in there's some level of faith in something that guides your morals and your principles and the way that you you lead your family mm -hmm. right uh, your fitness. I mean, let's be honest. If if you're if you're severely out of shape or even a little bit out of shape, and your kids want to come play, we talk about the fun part, and you're like, "Yo, I'm so tired. I can't do it." Right? <laughs> like yeah. nobody. No, I don't think there's anybody that wants their kid to challenge them to a race and know when it happens that they're gonna lose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I look. I might pull a hammy right now, but we are racing <laughs> to the end of the block, no matter what. <laughs> like, my, it's funny. My my father in law is on uh or I'm going to get him in trouble, right? He's on disability. Uh, so he's like 60, he's 62, right? And my daughter is, is she's pretty fast. Like she's fast for her age. She's 10. Um, she's a pretty fast kid. And she challenged him to a race. And, <laughs> and they didn't tell us. They just went outside and they ran down the block. And he came back in, man, looked like he got hit by a car. But he was like, I could not let her be. He's like, it was a tie. Yeah, it was a tie. Was a she tie. couldn't beat me. It was a tie. <laughs> I but look, that, yeah, it's just I don't think that anybody wants to get to a point in their life where they just can't do it physically. Mm -hmm. right? So that fitness part is going to be if you're a father and you love fatherhood as much as I do or it seems like you do, you want to have your fitness as long as you possibly can. So you can be a father as long as you possibly can. Right. So you got to take care of the fitness. Right. Finances. I mean, they speak for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 
you can still be a father if you guys, you know, aren't doing well financially. You can still be a really good father. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes life easier, right. right? It just makes things easier when your finances are in order. Um, and then obviously family, right? It all goes together. But the For fun sure. part, I really like that because it keeps it interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's not fun, like who wants to do all that other stuff? Exactly. I mean, you're doing all that other stuff because you can be fun, right? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just to touch on that too is the reason why I thought about that is just because yeah, I think about, you know, my wife playing with, with my daughter and then how I play with her. It's just different. You know, I'm throwing her around and she wants to keep going and she wants me to throw her on the couch and all this stuff. My wife ain't doing all that. She's like, oh, no, I'm not. It's, it's all good. I'm not doing that, which is fine. Like that she doesn't have to, but that's why you should be in, in good shape and, and, and not even just good shape, but just, you should be playful, man. Have fun with your family. Like don't be the guy that gets married and, and becomes a dad and just becomes uptight and just always stressed out all the time. Always mad. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yelling all the time. Like have fun, man. Be the foundation of the household, like be a leader, but don't be so like just uptight. You don't know how to enjoy your family. That's what they're here for. You know, teach them, but enjoy them and they should have a good time with you. And, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, uh, you know, typically when we talk about fatherhood and we talk about a person's or a guy's fatherhood journey, we usually start at like the birth of their kid and then we roll from there. But fatherhood really comes like it starts before that, right? Like your relationship with your father or or lack thereof in some cases uh, really kind of sets the groundwork or the foundation um, for who you're going to be as a father. And I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, but but what was that like for you, uh, you know, not having a father maybe the way that you wanted to or, or needed to? Yeah, it was it was, of course, it was difficult, man. That's like the, the shortest way I can explain. But going more in depth, it was. There were so many different moments uh, in my life that I, uh, of course, had wished he was there that I felt was important, especially for a young boy growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'd mentioned before, you know, I was, I was big into skating. I was sponsored and all those things. And so uh, having not having him there at like my competitions or, um, you know, when I see other dads, like just just pushing their sons like, come on, you got to keep going, whatever. And don't get me wrong, my mom was there for everything. She didn't miss anything. She did even more because she felt like she had to make up for two parents. And so I'll love her for that forever. Um, but if I'm being honest, it's just not the same, you know, Some in some aspects, having your mom, a woman, versus having your dad, a man, tell you and guide you and sometimes even discipline you. And I say that now as, as, a, as an adult, but looking back in retrospect, I didn't want to be disciplined more. Um, but now that I'm older, I'm like, man, even like, missing out on being disciplined by a man i would have listened differently so there's mm-hmm. all kinds of different things man that that uh that it was that made it difficult um and there was a lot of resentment you know going through just life because he just came home so my dad was incarcerated right so he wasn't it wasn't like he passed or anything he's still alive we're good friends now um but he was uh, he went to prison excuse me when i was 10 months old and came back uh two years ago march of 2020 literally right no actually february of 2020 right before the pandemic and um, so it was 24, 24 and a half years um, he was gone. And obviously that was that was hard. He missed high school graduation, school promotion, skate contest, my wedding, you know, all these different things. Right. Um, so, you know, I think. Like, like I said, the best way to say it is just it's kind of like you don't want to harp on it and just be like, oh, it was just everything sucked. It was so bad. It was hard. You know, whatever. Take your story. And then find mm-hmm. a way to warp it and make it into a positive thing. And that's what I did with starting to coach young men. I say, hey, listen, you don't always have to have your father, but maybe you have an older sibling, a, a cousin, a good friend, 
you find a mentor or whatever it is, just find somebody to just learn from, ask questions, you know, shoot the breeze, like just kind of what does it mean to do this or, you know, how do you do this or whatever it is. And that's what I did. And so because I didn't have my dad, this is advice for somebody else who maybe is in a similar situation. I found mentors, found mentors anywhere I possibly could. And the clip that you saw of me and Bedros together um, was, you know, he's become a mentor of mine um, for the last few years. I've known him since I was 10. That's another story. But, um, but, uh, but like really working with him, him teaching me different things about business and masculinity and doing podcasts together and him throwing me these dif uh, different opportunities. That's been the last like four, four or five years or so. Um, but yeah, finding mentors, man, finding mentors and leaning on them and, and just asking questions and having these like big brother, um, type figures in your life is, is, is crucial to become just a better person, but really it's another man to teach you how to be a man. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was going to be my next question is, be, be, you know, being that your father wasn't wasn't there, um, you know, how did you navigate that? Right. Like, how did you navigate, you know, the transitions that we talked about? Um, and you you say you found mentors. Um, was that something that you were aware of that you were actively looking for? Because that seems like as a young man, that seems like you were you had a lot of forethought mm -hmm. um, to be kind of trying to find people to kind of you know, fit that mold to be that necessary, kind of like that father figure for you? For sure. um, or was it just kind of by, by happenstance? A little bit of both, to be honest with you, because um, part of it was not intentional because uh, another part of the story is I'm the only child. I was supposed to be, so if the plan went the way it was supposed to, I would have been the oldest of three. My parents always wanted three kids. And, um, and so I would have been the oldest, of course. And then obviously my dad went away and then that, that, there was that, there goes that plan. So I grew mm -hmm. up an only child, right? And I think already with that alone, not having a sibling to link up to and attach myself to and, and talk to or whatever, just have another uh, another person to share things with in the house. It was everything was all going to me. Like I was spoiled. I'll be honest with you, I was spoiled. Mom, you know, had a great job, um, and so you know we didn't grow up without, um, and so everything went to me. But I say that to say that because of that. Um, I was always looking for like a, almost like a big brother figure, like a, a, a sibling kind of figure like that, that. That's where the only child part comes into. But then obviously not having my dad as well. You're also kind of searching for this father figure. So I was always like looking for something, someone to link myself to, attach myself to that wasn't a female. And mm -hmm. um, so a lot of these people ended up becoming like big brothers to me. Um, I always hold, hung out with older guys you know, they always took me under their wing. And so I, I feel like I matured a little faster. I didn't, I didn't hang out with uh, people my age. And so I was always hyper aware of, you know, trying to just get better. Like what can, what can, what can help me get better? Uh, same with skating too. Like I started, when I started skating, I was always hanging out with um, older people and, you know, my, cause I was homeschooled. So while my friends were at school, I was, I do my work early in the morning. I wake up at six in the morning, get my work done. I had the whole day free. I had my mom drop me off at the skate park. The only people who are there who are older guys who don't have school. They maybe have work, right. but they have a day off, whatever. So I hang out with them all day. I improve faster because they were really good and they kind of taught me. So it's always been in every aspect of my life, just hanging out with people who are better than me at something, learning from them. What can I extract from them? How can I add value to them? Like just all about just improving, improving, improving. That, that's always been my mindset for sure. Um, and so, um, you know, I feel like it's, it's helped me in a lot of ways because I never had the mindset of, like, I'm good where I'm at. It's like, nah, bro, you're kind of just trying to get better, I'm trying to get better, <laughs> trying to build, trying to, you know, do whatever my goal was. I'm trying to accomplish that. And um, so, yeah, but I, I definitely think that being an only child 
and not having my dad kind of put me in a position where I was always searching for someone uh, like another uh, another male to connect myself with to be like, hey, how can I learn how to get better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I had a question for you. I had a uh, I had a guest on a few weeks ago, and uh, he he didn't know his father. Still doesn't know his father. Never met him. Um, he met someone who he thought was his father. They created a bond. Found out it wasn't his father. Right? Um, do you feel like that is like not knowing your dad and like never having him present and just being cool with like figuring life out that way is easier? Or he said. I'll tell you what he said after. Is it easier or harder in your situation, right? Is it, is it, would it have been easier? Obviously not now. Let's take away him coming home, mm-hmm. right? And you're building that relationship that you have. Um, having a dad that you can, you can see somewhat, know that he's there and kind of all that. Is that, mm-hmm. is that better or worse? I, I feel like it was better for sure. I mean, obviously it depends on the, the situation because there might be a situation where, just being honest, I mean, dads are just people. At the end of the day, we're all humans. Maybe you don't really want to know that person because maybe he's just not a good dude. And that happens, unfortunately. It's just kind of, it is what it is. Um, I didn't have that that uh, experience. Like, my dad, for mm-hmm. sure, made a ton of mistakes. Um, obviously, I had a criminal record, so I'm not saying he was an angel and he didn't deserve to go mm-hmm. away or whatever. I'm not saying any of that. But overall, as a person, um, he was loved by the community, helped a lot of people, has a really good heart um charismatic like i got a lot of good qualities from him and so even though i wasn't with him like maybe i'd go and visit every once in a while um i still got to benefit at least knowing of him and knowing mm-hmm. a little bit of his story my mom always made a point to make sure that she would never talk bad about him which is that could be a whole other conversation because that happens a lot where you know the, the the dad goes away or something happens and the mom just takes just like you know they're angry they're upset they're hurt and so they say all these different things, and now the child has a, feels a certain way about the parent or the father. And so I didn't have any of that. My mom knew that that was super important to to always talk about him in a positive way. Yeah, he just made mistakes, you know, but it's okay. But your father was an amazing man, like all this stuff, right? So I grew mm-hmm, up with mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, yeah, he made a mistake. I was upset at him for my own reasons. Like, you left us. You know, I felt like you abandoned us, you know, all these different things. But my mom always reinforced the fact he's a good guy. And so I feel like it was better for me. Um, because it was kind of like that, that, uh, like that almost like Mufasa and Simba type, type thing where obviously they were together living together and and he got to be physically with him. But I think it kind of correlates because he always knew who his father was or kind of like, Ooh, like your Mm -hmm. dad's Mufasa, like, Oh, that's your dad. And it was kind of like that where I had that, you know, a lot of people had a lot of respect for him. And, um, and even with me with, you know, starting my clothing brand, I didn't realize until later on that him and my mom used to have a clothing brand and, and they got it in JC Penny at one point and all this stuff. And so it was cool, like knowing that stuff, like, damn, that's cool. My dad did this. And you know, this person, you know, respects him and oh, he has a picture with freaking E40, like random pictures. I was like, damn, this is crazy. He was like, yo, he's cool, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I feel like it was better yeah. for me, but obviously it depends on the situation. Yeah. 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 I think, I think too, in your situation from, from what I can glean from this conversation is your dad, you know, they were planning the family. Like your dad wanted to be a dad, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't around. I'm sure your interactions with him, no matter how you felt, he was fatherly to you. Mm-hmm. Right. For which is sure, different than, sure. you know what I mean? Which is different than if your dad doesn't want to be a dad, he don't want to be in your life, but he lived down the street and you run into him at the grocery store. Completely like that's a different, different interaction. Yeah. It was completely um, and so, yeah, I can see, I can see where that's still, 
even though it's not the ideal situation, I can see where it's still like, yo, that's my dad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for um, sure. And, and that's, that's, that, that's definitely different. Yeah, because I was going to say, because even like, you know, uh, uh, and I, man, kudos to him, hats off to him. Now that I'm older and I'm a parent myself, I'm like, man, that would really hurt if my, my daughter said this to me or didn't say this to me. I remember even like he would always make a point to before we get off the phone or just during the conversation, like, I love you, son. Like, he'd always tell me that over and over again. And even if I was upset with him at the time for whatever reason, him not being there, and I wouldn't even say it back, he'd still take it on the chin. Like, I love you. I'm going to let you know regardless, but you don't have to say it back right now. Maybe you're upset, you're mad at me, whatever, but he'd always make a point. And um, now that I'm a parent myself, I'm like, dude, that's crazy, man. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, the love for your for your, uh, for your your kids is just it's it's just i don't even know the word to describe it but it's it's so uh so much so for me like i said i think it was it it worked for me um but i also understand just like the situation you described a parent that a dad that's home has a choice to be there in the life and and he's not that's a different story so um you know that's unfortunate but that just wasn't my experience yeah 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 man e40 huh where are you from yeah chino hills Chino Hills, California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm not too, I'm not too far from you. I actually, uh, I coached at Diamond Bar High School for like five years. So I'm, <laughs> no I'm not too far from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so you're close, man. That's local. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'm in San Bernardino right now. Okay. Right but, on. Uh, Dude, we're over there yeah, all the time. So, like I was, I wasn't in San Bernardino yesterday, but we were in, uh, where were we at? Uh, Beaumont. And so like, you know, not that far, but we're always, right. we're all over the place over here, man. So yeah, we're close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, um, when you're when you're skate, how did you get into skating? Is that just like that neighborhood that, kid kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I think that like how I got into it was from a friend, um, but I think why I fell in love with it was again tied to, if I'm being honest, man, not having my dad. Like I, I hate to, I don't want to play the little violin, but I think that because uh, I never liked team sports growing up. I never, I just didn't care for it. I was like, dude, I'm not good at basketball. I don't like football, baseball. Like, I didn't <laughs> like any of that stuff, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because I would see my friends practicing with their dads and playing catch, whatever. And I just felt like it wasn't for me, but it just, I just wasn't, I never felt like it was my sport. I didn't fall in love with it. I hated soccer. My mom put me in all these different sports so you got to do something. So she put me in all these different sports. I just didn't like doing it. Um, and then when I found, it was always like the, the, the sports you could do by yourself. Like maybe that's tied to being an only child, whatever. I liked mm-hmm. being uh, in gymnastics. I was a gymnast for a while. And then I found skating. And again, that's something you can do by yourself. And then boxing, that's something you can do by yourself. So those are the three things that I really, like, loved doing. Um, and skating and boxing, that's still, like, I do that all the time. Now my daughter's in gymnastics, so I help her out. Our freaking living room looks like a, a, a gymnast <laughs> studio, bro. It's crazy. We got all kinds of stuff, balance beams, whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I got into skating because, you know, a friend of mine was, was just skating in the front yard. And, uh, and this was in sixth grade. And, uh, yeah, he, he just did it ollie. It wasn't even anything crazy, but I was like, you just got off the ground. That was crazy. Do that again. And he did it again. I ran home, begged my mom for a board. Um, and then we went to the, the skate shop, you know, shortly after, and I got my first board and it's been, so I was 11. So now it's 27. So it's 16 years now. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So you got into it at 11 and, and, and went pro basically like you kind of caught on really fast, huh? Yeah. It was, dude, I just loved it, man. I didn't go pro and it's so like, cause people like look at my videos and like, dude, you're, you were sponsored and the videos you do like that's pro, but it's so like when you're in the yeah, culture, it's, it's like, you can't yeah. like, it's, I would be, I couldn't say pro cause I didn't go pro. So it'd be kind of right, like right. someone like who played college ball 
they say they went pro. I said, you didn't go pro, bro. It was like, you know what I'm saying? It's close. <laughs> it's kind of like that's the best comparison. Right. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. did the whole sponsorship deal, traveled, all that stuff. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's cool. Like, cause it, it, I mean, not a lot of people that that make it to that level to have that kind of, you know, passion for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are just floating through trying different stuff or not trying anything at all. So yeah. you being able to lock in on something is, is, is really cool. And, and, and I think it kind of, it probably speaks to the type of person you are, right? Cause I'm sure there's other things in your life that you can lock in on and really excel at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's just because of the type of person you are. So that's dope though. I used okay. to skateboard like, you know, for like two weeks or so. And then it turned, <laughs> in, <laughs> then it turned into like, yo, let's find a hill and then we can sit on the board and ride down the hill. Yeah. You know, I, I think the furthest I got was an Ollie and that was it, man. I go. was done, you know, fell down a couple of times. My elbows was all messed up. I'm no, like, yeah, this, I'm gonna go ahead, go back to tackling people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause <laughs> it's what it is. Like you, just like you said, you find something you're passionate about and you don't mind the battle scars. You don't mind getting hurt. You don't mind, you know, being tired and, and I don't want to practice like you want to. So for me, skating yeah. was like my thing. I could fall and hit my shins over and over and bust my wrist up, my knees, whatever. And um, that was okay with me. But for you, it's like, I don't want to do that. And then for me, it's like playing football. It's like, yo, man, you couldn't pay me to pay me. I, I just couldn't. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I can't do it, man. It's just, it's just not my thing, you know? Yeah, me and a, I got a buddy of mine that I, uh, that I work with. And uh, he played baseball, played mm-hmm. baseball pretty high level. And we always talk about, like, he's like, I would never want to get tackled. But he's like, I'll take a fastball in the ribs. I'm like, bro, there's no way. See? There's no way. Yeah. I was like, I would rather get tackled. I'd rather get, like, blindside tackled than take yeah. one in the ribs. And he's like, yeah. yo, it's just different. It's but I think everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of the journey to fatherhood. Um and you got two young ones. So, so how old were you when you had your first? 24. Yeah. 24. 24. Yep. Yeah. Just so a, 24. A, a young man. So what was that like, man? Cause you, you're 24 years. You're, you're still super young. You're just mm-hmm. kind of becoming who you are going to be, I guess. Exactly. Um, and now you're, now your father, what is that like? Yeah. I mean, it's been, so first of all, I don't want to make it seem like it's been like just the easiest thing. Cause it, it's been difficult. <laughs> like, cause everyone gives you, Oh, it's been, man, it's been awesome. I love being a dad. I do love being a dad, but, um, it's been hard, man. It's been hard. Like you're, you're learning how to, um, take care of a little human being. Like it's so different. Like if you've never done that before, especially me, I didn't grow up with, with, you know, siblings. Like I, like if I had little younger siblings, I might grow up like, you know, kind of, uh, uh, helping, you know, coach them or whatever it was, but I didn't have that. It was just me. So this was just like the first time I ever had to take care of somebody else. Uh, my wife is different, Hispanic bunch of kids, you know, grandkids running around all these, you know, so she was used to taking care of babies and all this stuff. And, um, so for her, obviously it's way different when you have your own, but for her, she's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got to do this. You got to burp them like this. And, and I'll, I'm just like, I, this is all new to me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> where's the manual? I don't know. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was difficult, uh, navigating that, but at the same time, it's another, it's just another thing to conquer. It's another thing to get better at. Like I keep talking about how I just wanted to get better it just whatever it was, becoming a better man, becoming a better leader, skateboarder, whatever it was, um, now trying to conquer becoming a better father was just another task that I could be like, okay, let's tackle this. How do I, how do I become better? How can I be a better dad? How can I be more involved? How can I be more patient? That's a big mm-hmm. one for me. I'll be honest, man. Like patience, like I, like I don't have a lot of patience, so I got to make sure I got to, like my wife is always, you know, I told her yesterday, I was like, man, you have like God tier level patience. 
Because, man, my, my daughter yesterday, she asked for pizza like 30 times. My wife was like, no, it's okay. Like, tomorrow we'll get pizza. Tomorrow. Like, pizza? Pizza? Like 30 times. And me, after the second time, like gripping the, because it was in the back seat, there in the back seat. I was gripping the steering wheel. I was like, just, no, you can't have pizza. Like, for me, it's just different. So it's like we have, you know, we have different, um, uh, you know, I guess stronger areas. And so um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. patience was one of them for me and, and learning how to navigate that and just become more, um, just kind of slow things down. You don't always have to get upset, you know, whatever. Like, I think men, we're just so used to wanting to be respected. And if I just say to do something, don't do it or just do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different, so many different ways I can take this, but, um, essentially, man, like I said, it was difficult, but I love the journey at the same time. Um, now when the second time came around with my, with her younger sister, uh, my second daughter, it, it was, it was, it's a completely different experience because now it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about not this being the first time. It's not the first time. Now right. it's like, okay, how can I do it even better than the last time? How can I love her, you know, uh, even more and just all this stuff, man. So it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a journey for sure. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, so I found myself doing this cause I'm, um, I'm the only child kind of right. I have sisters, but they're through marriage and we never really lived together. So it's kind of a different thing, right? I, I was my mom's only child and I lived with my mom. My dad had, well, he didn't have, but he married and had two daughters. And so <clears throat> they lived with him. So I never really had like the little people growing up until I got older. Then my sisters are older than me. So they had kids, but it still wasn't like I was raising them or, you sure. know, rocking babies and all that. Right. Right. So I was 29 when I had my first daughter and I was like, uh Oh, like, I don't know. what. <laughs> so like, what am I going to, like, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm embracing this thing. And I want to, I want to be a father, but I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. So I did, I read like some of the books, uh, suck. They suck. I know. You know what I mean? Like they're not super helpful <laughs> at all. You know, like there's information in there and it's stuff yeah. that, you know, it's okay, yeah. but it doesn't really prepare you for, for sure. what, what happens. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> one book though, that I really, really liked. Though. I don't know if you read this one, but it's a uh, strong father, strong daughter. Have you heard of that one? I've read it since like more recently. I Dude, did. No, not it, when I was. Yeah. 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 Dude, that was, uh, so who would I, uh, do you know what Elliot Hulse is? Yes. Okay. So Elliot Hulse, um, he made a video about fatherhood. And again, see, this is me listening to podcasts and YouTube stuff and having, even online mentors, if I didn't meet them, you were still a mentor of mine if I watched your stuff right. all the time. But Elliot recommended that book and I got it and I was like, man, this is so good. And this is before she was actually born. She was still, my wife was still pregnant. Um, and that book completely changed like everything. I was like, wow. So I kind of, I kind of got a little, you know, uh, like an inkling of like, okay, I should kind of carry myself this way. I should learn how to be stern, but also loving and all these different things. Obviously mm-hmm. when you're doing it in real time, it's different. But um, mm-hmm. that book helped a lot. So if anybody's looking for like a, a nice book to read, I really like that book for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I remember Elliot from a million years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he was back in the Yo Elliot days, exactly. when he was in, the, yeah, like so super long ago. Um, you know, what I mean, I used to follow his training programs and stuff. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, or I'll, you know. Nice. So back then, when he first came out, it was he's much different than he is now. Personality sure. still the same, but the things he talked about were much different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because he matured, got a family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Start talking about different things, and things start making a little bit more sense to him. Um, and so he does some different stuff than he did before. But 
always like never failed to have good information right, right? so if oh, i would yeah. if i would have heard him talk about that book i'd be like oh yeah let me check that out exactly i don't even know how i came across it i probably probably one of these random google searches of you know how to be a better father like <laughs> you know, father to <laughs> yeah you know what i mean um one of those things but yeah I, I thought it was a good book and and there's a there's not a whole lot of them though but but there are a few that are just really important mm -hmm. you know what i found and this is interesting is i found like a lot of business books a lot of leadership books have been like really good for me in terms of being a father or being a better father mm -hmm. um for whatever because you you are a leader in your household like i like to say you're the ceo of your family right and so those books always seem to resonate with me um because you know these are these are my these are my little co-workers in here you know right, <laughs> like the, right. you know what i mean my wife is is my my you know my cfo and you know what i mean like all yeah. these different all these different things kind of make sense and, and and leadership i think is one of the things that we as as fathers and as men have to do a better job with um and and do a better job of of creating more leaders within our household you know what i mean as opposed to like you mentioned earlier do what i say like i said to do it so you're going to do it but so and that's kind of like a follower like mentality you know what i mean i think i think the more leaders we create the better better things will be um but i'm interested to hear what you think about that no for sure and even as you said actually as I was saying it earlier, I was thinking, because my mind is all over the place. Sometimes just thinking like, on, like, you know, I'm always thinking about new content to create. And I'm thinking about what you said. I'm like, dang, that's a good point. Let's take it this way. And so my mind's all over the place. But when, you, when I said it earlier, I was thinking about it. And then right now you solidified it. I was like, yeah, no, it's true. Because you don't want to teach them how to basically not think. You want to teach them how to think. Like, don't, mm -hmm. essentially, it's like the, you know, don't teach them. Don't just give them fish. Like, teach them how to fish and so they can mm -hmm. live forever, right? Um, and you know, it's like the school system does enough of that where they don't teach them how to think. It's like, just do this, look at the textbook, whatever, figure it out or not figure it out, you know, just kind of telling them what to do. Um, and so, uh, it, yeah, it's important. And I, I agree with what you just said right now, because this is even a realization for me in real time right now. Like, yeah, you're right. Like you need to do a better job at teaching them how to think and, and, and create, uh, leaders. Right. And not just cause I don't want them to grow up and have a boss. They're just listening yeah. to the boss and plus the little girls, man. So they're eventually going to become young women, but they're going to have boyfriends. And I definitely don't want them just blindly following this dude that, you know, might not know what he's doing or not a good leader or whatever. So hundred percent, that's a realization for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I, with my, with my oldest daughter and I, I, I was always kind of aware of it, but I felt like to some degree we overparented her for, for the first, you know, four or five years of her life. Um, and now it's like, I'm trying to let her problem solve, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I was just like, my wife asked me, why don't you just tell her what to do? I'm like, because I don't want to tell her what to do. I want her, I, I don't want her to struggle, but I want her to, mm -hmm. to figure it out. Right. And right. so I'm just going to, I'll watch and make sure, make sure you're safe, but you can <laughs> figure it out. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong, but keep going till you figure it out. And if it's, if it's, a, if you just absolutely can't, okay, then I, let me come over and, and help mm -hmm. you, or maybe let me show you, you figured it out, but let me show you how you could have done it a little better mm -hmm. or, or, you know, maybe a little quicker, but I'm trying to get away from, you know, where we used to, when she was younger, like, Oh, this is, here you go. And like, it's my princess and all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I'm like, at this point, she's 10. 
pretty soon the world is not the world isn't gonna be treating her like she's the princess you know when she leaves this house she's a good kid the kids at school love her she's a good athlete the kids on her team and coaches love her but like eventually she's gonna run into somebody who doesn't care about any of that exactly right like she she has the benefit right now of kind of being in a community where people know me and they're like oh that's coach rod's daughter and they treat her a certain way because of me but like you're going to get away from that at some point, or I'm going to get old and people, I'm not going to be people's coaches no more. And they're not going right. to, right. they're not going to know or care. And so I'm like, at this point, trying to make sure that I teach her how to kind of fend for herself, mm-hmm. how to fish for herself mm-hmm. and kind of create her own opportunities. Um, yeah. And I think, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to do, especially with, with I think it's harder for guys to do with their daughters, but sometimes you got to let them fail and set them mm-hmm. up in situations where they're probably going to fail. Right? right. Like just, because where else, how else are they going to learn the lesson? You know, I think, I think some of those, some of those things we tell them, you know, they hear it, but when they feel it, 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 you know, it sticks. Right. Was that, was that something that was hard for you? I want to know, like, cause for me, it really wasn't hard to like be detached from her in that way where it's like, no, I can let you mess up. It's okay. Like, I don't, you know, I need you to learn, you know, how to do this or it's, it's okay if you mess up, whatever. I wasn't like I remember before she was born. Everyone's like, "Wait, what are you having, girl? A oh, girl? Oh, she's gonna be wrapped around your finger. You're gonna be buying all that stuff, whatever." And I was always like, "No, I don't think so." And uh, obviously, I'm gonna love her, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her things. I'm gonna treat her nice, of course. Um, but I was like, oh, "I don't think so," like because that doesn't like spoiling them and having. The, I'm not gonna raise a brat, and then I always be like, "Oh, you'll you say that, you know, whatever, blah blah, right?" right. So she came and. I stood true to that. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't like I had to try and like, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to or prove myself right. I'm going to keep stick to what I said I was going to do. No, it just felt like the natural thing to do. Like, yeah, obviously there's some situations where you do spoil. Like I said, you know, the living room looks like a, a gymnastic studio. There's a balance beam and the, the, all kinds of stuff. There's the, uh, the, the tumble wedge and all this stuff all over the place. So I take care of her and we have fun and, you know, I do spoil her to an extent, but not to where like the classic girl dad, the the image is portrayed where it's like you spoil them and you know just they she gets away with anything if she asks daddy you know whatever um that wasn't a struggle for me but like was it a struggle for you uh no no i I would say it wasn't um but i think what was a struggle for me is is wanting just kind of having this you know i want better for her than i had right Mm -hmm. so my father uh, was involved, but there was a period of time when I was young where he wasn't there, right? He struggled with his own situation. And so it was like five or six years where he wasn't around. And then when he came back, there was custody thing. So it was like every other weekend I got to see him and, and in the summer and, and, you know, holidays. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, I had a stepdad, my mom had remarried, but he worked 80 hours a week or something ridiculous. So I never saw him other than, you know, he was sleep or going to work. Right. So he, he was, present, but not right. He was there, but he wasn't present. That's what I want to say. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I showed her love. I wanted to make sure that she knew I was there. So if she wanted something, I was like, okay, you know, kind of that thing. Right. And trying to kind of over parent her and over love her. And I realized like love is so big and so like, so vast, like it doesn't have to be that. Mm-hmm. kind of love right like me letting you struggle is me loving you right because mm-hmm. you in the future is going to thank me and it just took it took one time where she kind of like i had did something and i you know i think i did it to 
get a reaction from her, like for her to be like, oh, daddy, thank you. And she didn't like she expected it. And I was like, oh, nah, that's Damn. it. <laughs> yeah, we hit <laughs> we hit the threshold. That's it right there. And we're done. Yeah, exactly. no, now we're just now we're back. We're normal now. You got to earn everything you get at this exactly. point. You know, you pay yeah. rent. <laughs> yeah, you're a great kid, man. I love you for all that you do. But look, being great is the bare minimum. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. Everything mm -hmm. else now you got to earn. Right. And if mm -hmm. you're not being great, if you're not being all that you, I tell her this all the time, like I know who you are and I know what you're capable of. If you're not living up to your ability then I got to treat you like you're not living up to your ability, mm -hmm. right? Be because you're underperforming, you're cheating yourself. So I got to let, cause you're going to feel okay with it. Right. Cause mm -hmm. the human is, you're going to want to do the least possible, mm -hmm. right? right? The least, the minimum effective dose, but that ain't you, right? You're better than that. And so when she's not doing it, where it's like cleaning up or, you know, something in the house, I'm like, yo, I got to tax you on that. I got to, mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not loving the future you. Right. Right. Me loving you right now and letting you get away with everything is me hurting you in the future. So I'd rather, I'd rather nip it in the bud now and you be mad at me at 10 than you be yeah. sitting on somebody's couch at 30 talking about, you know, what my dad never this or my dad never exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, and it's, I think that's part of the way that I am, the, the way that I am with my daughters, um, because growing up an only child, my mom's spoiling me and, and getting me different things and whatever. Um, I got away with a lot. She obviously cracked the hammer down when she needed to, whatever. But for the most part, it was very, like, it was just kind of laxed. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. my dad was here, and he didn't even tell me on the phone. I remember one time we got in a, in a debate back and forth over the phone because he was like, man, he's like, so what do you do at the house? Like, you wash dishes, you wash, you know, take out the trash, whatever. I was like, no, like, I don't do any of that. He's like, well, if I was there, you'd be doing this, you'd be doing that, whatever. And I was like, well, that's why you're not here. Like, and we had a back and forth. So I went, that's so disrespectful to say, but like, I'm just being real about what happened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, uh, and so, so I remember, like, you know, but now growing up, I'm like, well, yeah, I wish my mom did make me do certain things and make me, you know, kind of, gave, that's not adversity, but gave me something to, to, to just work, like, worked me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because uh, I feel like there was, there's areas in my life now where I'm trying to make up for that and learn how to uh, deal with adversity in a different way and just kind of be stronger. Like, for example, I'll just, this is the best comparison. Me growing up in Chino Hills, spoiled, you know, my mom, only child, my mom gave me everything that was brought in the house was, was basically mine um, versus my cousins in Inglewood having a bunch of siblings in the house, uh, maybe not being the same financially, whatever. They had to like, they had to grind, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I almost was like, they probably were looking at me like, man, you got a nice over there, over there, you know, doing your thing. And I'm over there like, but dude, like, I, I like, I kind of envy what you guys are doing too, because you have the mentality, like you got the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's crazy. We're both looking at different things, but I yeah. almost wish that I had a little bit more of that to be like, yeah, like I want to, so when I get older, I'm just a savage, like nothing can stop me because I made it out of there and I kind of, you know, you develop that, this mindset. So anyways, it's just kind of like, yeah, everyone will always try and they wish their story was a little bit different. But yeah. um, just being honest, like, that was something for me that was kind of like, I wish that I had a little bit more adversity growing up because, um, you know, I just feel like it'd, it'd make me a better man in the future. Yeah, yeah. It's perspective, right? Because because you get two people, the, the man on the abandoned island sees a ship and yells ship. The, the guy on the ship sees land and yells land, right? Like you're both looking at the same situation, but looking at it differently through a different lens, right? So. Yep. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like I, I we we lived in a in a bad neighborhood for a, a large portion of my my youth, and I always wanted to get out, right, and live in this other neighborhood and live in a better neighborhood. And then I got mm-hmm. to the better neighborhood, and it was like, yo, I, these kids are weird. <laughs> lazy, I mean? like, bro. Lazy. Like, Say what is what is going on out here, man? You talk to your mom like that? Are you serious? Like, Dude, I did. Yeah. I, it was it was completely different, and I always found myself kind of longing to go back even though I didn't run and go back, you know what I mean? There's that feeling of like, it just didn't really feel like home. Um, and, and, but I knew that I didn't want to go back to where I was. Right. Cause it wasn't a good situation. Um, but yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I understand that yeah. feeling for sure. For sure. Right? For sure, man. All right. So, so, uh, so now that you got two and the, the youngest one is, is, is really young. Um, yeah, you probably like you say you're not getting no sleep right now. Six months old, like you, <laughs> you still, you still in the thick of it. Sure. Um, is it is it different for you though with two? I felt like with my second one, it was a different situation for us completely. So I always say that they 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 live two different young lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it, how is it for you guys? Yeah, man, it's been it's definitely so. Like I said, with the second child. It was easier for me. I know some people say, you know, well, you have two. How is it easier? Like, I, I feel like it, um, what's the best way I can describe it? It just kind of was like, you mean, yeah, you got to make adjustments for sure because now you're you're changing two diapers and you're um, trying to, uh, I guess, train and teach two. Like, so I get it. Like, it's more. Um, but it was almost like now, okay, yeah, we're a family of four and, you know, you just kind of adjust, and I don't want to say it was easy because obviously having a two and a half year old and then having a newborn is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you you just you, man, you just love your baby so much. It's like it, it makes it worth it. Like in the moment, you're frustrated, you're tired, you're like, man, I'm so frustrated. <laughs> this baby won't stop yelling and screaming, whatever. But then afterwards, like you're kind of just look at him, you're like, it's all good, you know, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of yeah. like that. That's that. That's the part of like being a father where it's like you just kind of you melt in that way where it's like, it's all right, man. Like you might be frustrated in the moment. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm always smiling. I'm definitely not. Um, but I mean, moments like this, when we're talking about it on a podcast, I'm looking back and I'm like, that's not that bad. When you're going through it, you're like, oh, I can't stand this. I hate this, whatever. But I look back, I'm not going through it right now. So I'm like, that's not that bad, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just all love, man. But again, that's perspective too. Cause a lot of people have, you know, well, some people, a lot of people, some people, sorry, excuse me, have, not the best attitude when it comes to that. And it's just kind of, that's just going to make everything worse. It's going to make everything yeah. way more difficult for you. The kids feel it, your spouse feels it, you know? Um, and so you don't want to make it harder. And yeah. so, uh, you just got to be cognizant of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that though, is that, that maturity on your part? Because, but and the reason I say that is, is because of, of what you do and, and you know, how you, your, the work that you do, like a lot of young guys, bail out of that situation when it's a second kid or even the first kid, because they just aren't ready to take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I mentioned before, like you're just becoming a man. Now you're, now you're a father and like all these extra responsibilities been played. Not only are you responsible for yourself and the lady that you're with, but now you got a kid and then another kid and like all these things are starting to weigh on you. Um, do you think that maturity is how you kind of just rolling with it and, and accepting it or, or what do you think is, is kind of getting you to that point? Yeah, for sure, man. It's just, I think it's just always looking at the bigger picture. Like, um, 
just like everything else in my life up to this point, it's always been trying to improve, trying to get better. And I've had this obsession over trying to become a better man because of not having my dad around. It made me even focus on it more. Because when you have your both parents in the house, you might not really think about it because you're used to having that figure in your life. And it's kind of like it's not really a thing. But when mm-hmm. you're missing that thing, you're trying so hard to fix it and trying to fill that void. You're so focused on it. It's like you have no choice but to grow and, and you know, and just improve. So for me, it was like not having them there made me focus so much on trying to become a better man. And what does that mean? And, you know, when I get married one day, you know, I want to be a good husband. And when I become a father one day, I want to become a better father. Like, what would I do that's different? You know, obviously not get locked up. But <laughs> Like, what would I do differently mm-hmm. than my dad? Like, I want to just become the 10.0 version of him. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'll show him. I'm, I'm going to be there for my kids. Like, all that stuff, right? That talking you have in your mind. Um, but that's really what it was for me, man. Just trying to, um, just become the just best person I can possibly be in every, in every facet. And so, uh, it was just, it's just, so I guess maturity from hanging out with older people, you know, my whole life and just kind of, um, you know, uh, working from an early age and whatever it is, man, traveling on my own and stuff like that because of sponsors and whatever, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I think it has a little bit to do with it. Being raised by a mom that's old school, like that has a lot to do with it. So it's like, there was always this kind of, you know, I've been told a lot that I'm an old soul, but it's just, I think it's just being obsessed with wanting to become better, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so too. I mean, I think so too. I think the the wanting to be better is a really important part, man, because uh, even if it's just like, I want to be a better man, right. I just want to be a better man in general. Um, I I think because if you're a better man, then you can be a better father, right. There's, there's, it's very hard to, uh, to not as a father, not to become a better man and not become a better father. Like they go together, right. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm a dad and I work on myself and I become a better man, right. I I become a better father. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a really important piece. And that's why, like, looking at the, the masculinity stuff and talking about that and reading books on, on fatherhood and manhood and all these things, um, continuing to build and sharpen your, you know, add tools to your toolbox and sharpen the tools that you already got um, is super, super important because mm. at some point, right, you're going to face some type of adversity in your, in your journey of fatherhood or manhood. And if you don't have the tools, right, if all you got is, all you got is a hammer, then all you can hit is nails, right? When, when a screw comes up, you're in trouble, it's right? Not. I mean, I guess you can hammer a screw, but that ain't the best way to do it. Right. And so right. you have to have, you have to have all these different things in your toolbox and it's a constant quest. It's that infinite game, right? Mm-hmm. Like Simon, Simon Sinek talks about the infinite game. It's like you continue to get better. It never really ends. Um, you're always seeking to get a little bit better, right? There's no, there's no scoreboard at the end. The clock doesn't run out that way. There's no halftime. Like it's always game on every day. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, let me ask you, so your podcast, right? You, you, uh, you know, you, you're obviously talking about, about manhood and fatherhood and, and I would ask you to define father or manhood, but I know that's a hard one, but I, let, let's take a crack at it. What is, what is, uh, what is manhood or what is yeah, being a man like, to you? I guess I say. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's really comes down to the, the, the word that automatically comes to my mind is, is leadership. Um, that doesn't mean when I say 
leadership like you have to be a good leader to become to be a man that doesn't mean you have to be the alpha male per se because that's i think a misconception a lot of people have they're like well yeah okay you you means you're the alpha right you can lead everything you're not always going to be a leader in every situation like mm-hmm. it, like let's say like bejos my mentor talks about situational dominance so if i go to a skate park i'm going to have situational dominance over most people so i will be a leader in that in that regard if i go on the football field and hang out with you i'm not the leader in that situation so you have to become a leader in certain situations like you can only be a leader in so many different things um even the infamous Andrew Tate who's good at most things that he does or at least what he talks about um, <laughs> he's not going to be a leader for example on the football field at the skate park or whatever like some things that other people like doing um and so you can't be a leader in everything but you can be damn good at, at a lot of things you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and so um it really comes down to um you know being uh, uh just a again like an exceptional human being in all in all aspects like i really feel like masculinity and being a man um comes down to your that just it's the image like it's i believe that men should be strong so i'll start there i believe that men need to um they need to be able to protect they need to be able to provide mm-hmm. i really believe that and so i'm not saying i'm not taking away from the women saying that they can't do those things but i really believe that the most important thing a man can do are those things like you should be able to protect provide for your family like there's a, a challenge i just heard about today actually it's called the 50 step challenge and uh, if you're married or even if you have a girlfriend the 50 step challenge is basically if you can't you should be able to pick up your wife or your girlfriend and walk for 50 steps if you're not strong enough to pick up and hold your wife for 50 steps bro you better step it up and one dude was like why well, like thick women whatever they get stronger bro like if something <laughs> happens and you can't help her you can't you know you can't pick her up sorry honey you got to let me go get another man that can pick you up bro oh no nah. that's not that's not happening so i believe that there there are certain things that men need to be able to do especially mm-hmm. if they're going to take the role of being a husband that's very serious and that was something i always knew that was important as well this is not just a oh let's just get married let's just sign the paper or whatever no 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 this is serious like mm-hmm. i want us to both understand this is very serious you becoming wife you becoming husband it's serious so um especially if you're stepping into that role as a young man or, or however old you are getting married then there's there's certain things that you need to be able to do and um so those are just a few things but the 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 basically just being a strong individual and that means mentally as well not just physically mentally as well you know you can't nobody's going to follow you if you have a weak mindset a weak mentality you're always negative you know mm-hmm. all the sky is falling whatever and then no, no, we don't have time for that like we got to it's this is conquest this is war like life is war it's a battle it can be really fun if you make it that way if you choose to make it that way um but you need to have the mentality of like I'm trying to win this game and I'm trying to help provide and protect my family and 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 spoil them and make you know whatever amount of money you want to make to where we can travel and it's about taking care of your loved ones man mm-hmm. so that's what I that's what I think yeah yeah I like that man I, are you familiar with uh with Jason Wilson Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like I like his definition uh the like the comprehensive man, right? Like to mm-hmm. a, a man is is everything that he needs to be whenever he needs to be it. Yeah. Um I I like I think a lot of times we're we're so focused on like you said just that one thing. Like this is the thing I'm good at, right? Um but there's so many different things that we have to be good at as a man. Mm-hmm. Like whenever the opportunity presents itself, For example, mm-hmm. like you said strength, like if something happens and I got to carry my wife for 50 steps, like I need to be ready for that, right? Exactly. Like there's exactly. no there's no uh there's no excuse for a lack of strength, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and mentally, physically, quick, emotionally. Yo, what's up fellas? Hey, look, my deepest apologies. I'm not sure what's happening with the uh the tech here, but 
the sound kind of went out on this part of the episode. Um, we were able to get it. There's like another 15 to 20 minutes left of the episode, and, and the, the information is phenomenal. So stick around, man. I know you're enjoying the episode so far. Don't miss out on the rest of it, man. We get to the, the important questions of the episode in this next part. So bear with me um, and uh, keep listening. It, it might even help if you aren't already doing it to listen to it at a little bit faster speed, like 1.2, 1.3 because um, then it cleans it up a little bit for you because it's going a little faster. Um, but again, this is a part of the episode you don't want to miss. These are some of the key questions that I ask, and uh, Layden has got some great information for you, so don't miss it out. All right, so we talked a little bit about fatherhood and, and the meaning of fatherhood. Sorry, manhood. I look, I'm getting ahead of myself. Talked about the meaning of manhood, um, and I like to say that fatherhood is kind of like the next level of manhood, like you, you elevate, like you reach the next level. It's fatherhood. What does fatherhood mean to you? I hate to say it, but it's very similar, you know, because when you're, I say, basically I would say this, when I gave my description on what manhood is and I talked about leadership and um, I mean, like we just cut it there talking about leadership, it's more almost like thinking about the community. Is he a leader in the community? Is he you know, is he, uh, uh, you know, like I said, situational dominance? Like, do you have areas where you're, you specialize? Like, what can you teach other people? It should be about teaching, leading, that kind of thing, right? Um, but when I think fatherhood, I think that, but in a almost like a, a micro sense where it's not the whole community. You're talking about your specific family now, your, your little ones, you're teaching them because you're now you're raising, you know, little human beings and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be off and, and off on their own in society one day. And so that's a, very different, um, I guess, version of leadership because it's very, it's intense. It's a lot more, it's that, it's that, that quick dose. It's not the same as like, you know, okay, well, at the end of the day, you know, that person is just asking advice down the street, you know, I don't see them very often, you know, I don't know if they'll even take the advice, whatever. Uh, if they don't, who cares, you know, whatever, right? This is your son or your daughter. It's like, that's your responsibility. So it's, it's a lot different. Um, but I still think that men need to, that, that, you know, be, are becoming fathers or already fathers that they need to just think about maybe the example that they had as a father, uh, or, or, you know, in their life or a mentor, if you didn't have one, um, and think, what can you take from that? That's positive, And what can you take? That's negative. And then what you, you want to change essentially. Um, there's going to be a ton of, of, of examples that you can pull from, even if you didn't have one, then that there's some things that's where it goes. Okay. Well, I, if my dad, you know, wasn't around in my life and he didn't want to be present, he was down the street the whole time, but he didn't want to be in my life. I definitely not going to do that. I'm going to make sure I'm present at every game. I'm going to be at every, you know, play all that stuff. Like there's always something to take. Um, and if you don't have a dad at all, let's say he passed when you're young or something like that. Um, there are usually like masculine figures in your life that you can pull. You can still use, for example, like Bejos is not my dad, but I still look at his life and his, and the way he is, his family, you know, the way he, he guides and leads his family. There's a lot of positive things that I can take from that. And maybe some things that I like to change and alter and edit. So there's usually somebody that you can look towards, even if you don't know them physically, like I had mentioned Elliot Hulse earlier, I've never met Elliot. Uh, he's on the other side of the country. He's in Florida, but I watch all his videos, so I know a lot about him. I feel like I know him. So there's always something that you can pull from and and, 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 and uh, just kind of compare yourself to in a healthy way. You know, you don't want to compare yourself in a way where it's like, well, he's doing this and I can't do it. Like, 
No, man, it's just about getting better. It should just be iron sharpens iron. You got to do anything you can to sharpen yourself and become better. So that's that's what I feel. I kind of know the definition was kind of all over the place, but I'm talking about being a better leader to your kids, man. You're going to be, you're, you, you are, you are, you're it, man. They look at you like obviously mom has a role too and she's leading in another way. But the dad at the end of the day is like, you're the, you're the head honcho, man. You know, maybe some, some women going to watch this. Like, I don't agree with that, whatever. Hey, man, it is what it is. Like, and I think at the end of the day, I think women, they, if they, they, they want that. They just maybe haven't found the man to do that properly. But at the end of the day, I think women want to have a man that is a head honcho and that's hyper-masculine and whatever, you know, and, and traditional in that way or whatever it is. And the women wants that and the kids want that as well. They need it. So you got to, take that and be okay cool like that's almost i get how it can be a lot of pressure maybe because you think you're like the end all be all and you know you got to make the final decision whatever it is but don't think of it as pressure think of it as a blessing because that means that uh whatever um your family whatever adversity your, your family's going through you can help control that you can say okay yeah i'm leading like i'm gonna steer this boat i'm gonna steer this ship in the right direction and we're gonna be fine and it's not like a helpless feeling of not being the leader, not being in control. You have control, man. So it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Fathers, fathers, one of those roles, one of those titles that's just it's above all else. In my opinion, right? Like, like if we talk about religion, right? Like we talk about God and God the Father, right? Like if God got that title, you got that title. It's big shoes to fill. But it puts you in a situation where, like, you're you're the representation of God to your family. So you got to live up to it, right? Like, you got to show up. You got to show up like God would show up for his family. You know what I mean? And that, again, people will take that as pressure. But pressure is a privilege, right? Because if people don't expect anything of you, they don't think you're capable, right? Or they don't think you can do it. When people start to put pressure on you, so they think you're capable of eating more. So you're going to kind of take that pressure and run with it. 100%, man. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. So i, I got a few more questions for you. Um, kind of a two-part question. Um, but now I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your night. No worries, man. I'm enjoying this. Okay, so let's say you're creating a piece of content, all all, all media forms, social medias, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all of it, right? Um, and you wanted to go directly to one avatar, and that is just father. What does that piece of content say to them? It's going to say that um, they need to. So this is a like a a somebody who's going to become a father, right? Or is it just like a young man? Either, both. Okay, cool. So I'll say just in general for a young man, whether he's going to become a father or he doesn't want kids and he's not in that situation, either way, um, I still believe that young men, men alike, they need to, if you don't have adversity, you need to create artificial adversity. Like you need to make yourself hard. You need to take the difficult route and stop making things so easy for yourself. Um, and that's coming from experience for myself because like I, I just said a second ago, I envied some of my cousins who had more adversity and, and that sounds so weird to people because they're like, why would you want adversity? Because it's a beautiful thing, man, because when you have to go through something that's difficult and it forced you to have to figure it out, 
you come out on the other side a freaking beast, man, a savage. You had to figure it out. You had to get it, get it yourself. You had to, you know, like that's that's a beautiful thing, man. That's a tool that nobody can ever take from you. Um, and so, you know, the let's say for example, uh, trust fund baby who is a millionaire because you know his father had a life insurance policy, he passed away, he just had all this money, whatever, right? Not knocking him, but he didn't work for the money, and so it's easier to lose. Somebody who came from ground zero and grinded and made it that made it to then that they were a millionaire. It's 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 they appreciate it on a whole different level because they grew up not having that. So now it's like, dang, I I can't believe I have a Lamborghini, man. I remember my figure Honda didn't work. Like it's a completely different appreciation, and they're not they're most likely not going to be, you know, they're not going to lose that because they worked so hard to get it. You had to attain skills to get to the top of the mountain. When you get there, it's like, oh man, like okay, nobody take this from me, right? So I think that men need to make things difficult for them. But every at the end of the day, people are doing DoorDash and their you know their their food is brought to their ports. So you used to be able to you have to, you used to have to hunt and go out and go find your food. You can't even just go down the street. You can't even go to the drive-thru. Like still, I think you should get out and go in the restaurant. You can't even do the drive-thru. You're bringing the you know you're ordering your burrito to you and and the burrito you you can literally track the car that's bringing your burrito and you're pissed at the red light. It's, ah, oh, they said six minutes is coming. It's been like eight or nine. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, make life difficult for you. It's as difficult as you can. Modern day hunting. We don't go out and hunt, you know, uh, tigers anymore or whatever. But it's like, make your, make your life like a modern day, you know, uh, uh, like just hunting for food and going out and getting it. Go find money. Go find opportunities. Go, you know, network with people. Like, Build yourself, man. That's 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 the beauty of becoming a man, a stronger man. Is you gotta you get to go through different things and learn these, uh, go through uh, experiences where it's like you're just being stretched and pulled and worked and molded. It's a beautiful thing, man. I'll be honest. This past year has been the most difficult year of my life, man. Just being just completely honest with you. Um, you know, it, it's like it, living in any city in California is not cheap, but you know, hills. You got a few thousand bucks just for rent alone. Then you got to pay that. I have, now I have two daughters now, not just one. I obviously, I have my wife who I was taking care of first before the kids. So now I'm taking care of three people. She's staying home. So, I'm, you know, not we don't have two incomes. It's just me, um, you know, uh, uh, thinking about uh, is my mom and dad OK? Like, you know, I want to make sure I'm like helping them any way that I can. You know, my businesses, I'm a young entrepreneur, all these different things. man. it's been freaking difficult, man. But I'm so grateful for, for for this past year and for it being so hard because going through the 2023, I'm like, oh man, I'm about to, I'm gonna have to take it easy on some people, man. I'm gonna be a freaking monster, man. Like I, I just, it, it, it's helped build me into, into such a, you know, um, just such a stronger person, man, a stronger man. I'm so grateful for that. And I think that more men need to look for those opportunities where they can struggle because that's, that's just the most important thing. You don't want life to be easy. You do not want life to be easy. You want it to be difficult. Right, right. Yeah, man. With yeah, man. With things that make easy, they make you weak. Right, and right. And all things, all being, things equal, being equal, weaker man, weaker is man is equal still. still. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I ain't going out without a fight. Forget that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of a similar situation. You create another piece of content, um, and this one may not be. You may not see it for a while. It may take some time before you get around to it. So this has got to be a. Good piece, right? We've got to last the test of time. Um, Avatar's a little bit, though. It's, uh, it's just your daughter. What do you want them to hear? I want them to be 
this is it's so this is going to be a difficult way to answer this because I want them to be independent where they don't need to worry about anybody when they grow up. Like I don't want them to ever excuse me, like we were talking about earlier. Like I don't want my daughters to be sitting on the couch like, man, my dad didn't teach me how to do anything, teach me how to do this, or whatever, or, or change a tire, or whatever, right? Um, I want them to learn how to do those things. So I want to teach them how to do those things. But when they do find a man that's worthy of it, as a caveat, the wor that's worthy of it, I don't want them to have to feel like they have to be the masculine energy and have to do everything. Like I would love for to teach her to where they can do it, but if they find someone who's worthy of taking care of them, that they'll be okay with stepping into their feminine energy and having them be the masculine and work together on, on certain things because there's undoubtedly gonna be things that she's better at, there's gonna be things that he's better at. And I think that teaching them from a young age that, hey, listen, I'm a, you can do anything you want in this world. You can accomplish anything that you that you set your mind to. Um, but also, when you do meet that person, don't feel like you always have to be up in arms. Like, just like, oh, I can do it myself. I can take care of myself. Because it's just not, it's not conducive for a healthy household, a healthy relationship. Like, let take care of each other. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's obviously for a... a long like years 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 because they're so little it's like it's almost weird to think about it's like man that's like if i have my niece say 30 years from now like you ain't, you ain't going out the house 30 years <laughs> but uh but yeah man it's it's like i just want to teach them to, to believe in themselves you know like you could do anything you possibly want to like literally you could do anything you could do anything and i i want to become great for them to stand on my shoulders and be even greater so I mean that's that's the that's the that's the answer I would give for them for sure. That's the piece of content I would create. I want them to really just be man, just confident, man. They're gonna be hard to deal with. I'm letting these dudes know. I can't wait. My wife always tells me she's like, you just want to terrorize somebody, whatever, be mean, or just you know uh, uh, mess with somebody. I'm like, nah. It's, I think it's gonna be fun though. Whenever they they eventually start to bring people home, I'm a I'm a, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have fun with that, man. I'll be checking them. I'm like, yeah, so. Tell me about yourself. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I forgot that movie with 50 Cent. Uh, oh, man. You know what I'm talking about, bro? Because that scene is so cold. Everybody knows that scene. And he has all his boys in the garage, and they're all just looking just crazy. Like, yo, you might get maxed out. You do something to the little girl, whatever, right? But I just picture yourself like that, man. I just think it's so fun to be a dad. Like, it's just so it's just so much fun, man. On all kinds of different levels, you're protecting these these individuals and and you're looked at as that too you're not it's not like you know a mother who's um maybe wouldn't it be as intimidating if a young man came to the house whatever it's like oh i gotta meet the dad like and i want that exact reaction i want that exact reaction i definitely don't want the 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 young man to come in there and it's like you know in his mind like oh, i can take him that's not really intimidating whatever no way bro no way man so again going back just a little bit to another piece of advice, well, I'm talking, supposed to be talking about my daughters, but advice for men, it's like, you better get jacked, you better get strong, become financially stout. You need to be the dude, like you need to be the man. When these people meet you, it's like, they need to be like, oh snap, like, okay, like, all right, cool. I'll have her back at 10. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the dude that like, they're just like, ah, 10.30. Like, no, bro, I said 10. You know what I'm saying? So work on yourself, work on yourself. That's the most important thing I can say. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. You definitely want to be a presence, that's for sure. You want to be present and be a presence. You want when that, that kid walks through the door to take your daughter out, and he's like, 
Hi. Exactly. Exactly. Like, good. That's right. That's what I like. <laughs> and when I'm walking up to the door, pumping his chest out, I'm like, nah, bro, I'll cave that chest in right now. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, my wife, when we, uh, we were in high school, and she gave me a number to call me. But when you call if my dad answered, you have to act in a certain way because he's crazy. It's like, and I remember every time he answered the phone, I had to say, Hi, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Todd, may I please speak to Aria? And I didn't say it way, he'd hang up. For real. For real. <laughs> it's crazy. It and it that's is. something that the, the, the younger generation needs to be taught, man, because, like, they'll call acting crazy. Like, it's like, uh, what did you say your name was right now? You say Ariel? Ariel. Oh, Ari. Okay, yeah. Ariel. So, they might call and say, Are y'all home? Like, Oh, who are you talking to? You call no, like no, man, that's not happening. So yeah, it's just like no, man. There's just so many different things that 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 men need to be taught, man. You know, you don't want to like I said. There's all kinds of different things, man. This interview is gonna keep going for hours. It's just like become financially stout, get jacked, learn how to be. You know, uh, uh, chivalry is not dead. Learn how to be a gentleman. Learn how to be you know articulate. Like all these different things, man. Get stronger mentally. Like, that's like the, this is the clip right here. Just all that. Learn it all. Like, do it all. Like, you just need to work. You need to become that. More of that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. If, if I want to, uh, to follow you to kind of see what you got going on, uh, where, where would I send it? Where would it go? Yeah, so King Cook on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, YouTube channel. I mean, you can just look up my, my first and last name. It's Leighton Cook. Um, and, uh, and if you don't know how to spell it, then you can see on my Instagram, I, you know, have my name right there so you can look it up and find it. It's also linked in the bio. So pretty much you find my Instagram, you'll find everything. I got all my links there, but, um, yeah, King Cook on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, make sure you follow him, listen to the podcast. Like, this is just a snippet. This, this episode is a snippet of the, the quality of content that he has out there. Um, definitely if you're listening to his advice and going to work. Did for sure be following him, sure be listening to the podcast or watching the podcast. Um, go back and get the book that he mentioned. It was Strong, Strong Father, Strong yep. Order. Yes, sir. Go get that. Go follow Elliot, too. Like, you know what I mean? Follow Pedro. Like, he dropped a bunch of gems on here, man. If you're a guy like me who wants to be a better father, you got to follow the group. I am successfully closed, and he dropped them all over the place. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Rod. This was yeah. seriously oh, an honor, man. No. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and I'm glad that um, that clip brought us together and united us, and, and created this, you know, this new friendship where we can bounce back and forth and, and and just create content for the the generations to come. Man, it's really really a pleasure. Thank you. No, thank you, brother. I really appreciate your time and your energy. Great energy. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was a good time. It was easy. It's easy to feel this way, man. I was just excited. I'm just grateful to be around, man. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. All right, brother. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, 
go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.